0: Hey guys, it's Britt Dowd and welcome to the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, where every week we bring you episodes to positively and intentionally impact not only your business, but your leadership, communication, and personal life. Yes, we talk about mowers, fertilizer, and irrigation, but we put an emphasis on growing you as a leader and growing your business skills. We do this through interviews with other small business owners, growth segments where we dive deep on a micro-business topic, and documented episodes from our own seven-figure business, Green Again Lawn. All right, lawn care leaders, turn your headphones up. It's time to get back at it. All right, guys, welcome back to the Lawn Care Leaders podcast. I'm excited to have you guys here. I hope that these last few episodes on hiring and growing your team... Who, Zach. I just had a little uh, tortilla go down sideways or something. Sorry about that.
1: (laughs) Just shaking off for lunch.
0: (laughs) Did you hear that in my throat? I
1: did a little bit. I thought thought you were about to croak over there. I'm glad you're
0: okay. (laughs) He's getting all choked up. Anyways, guys. (laughs) Our theme for this week has been hiring and growing your team. And so Monday, we started off talking about job descriptions and and whatever you look for, you're going to find. And so how do we start looking for better candidates, better people, and in turn, get a better team? And then Wednesday, we had an interview with Tiago, and it was a great conversation just about servant leadership and how hard it is and truly caring about your team. You know, and what what are what are some of the mindset shifts that you as an owner need to make when running a team and recruiting a team and leading a team as opposed to just having employees. Uh, there's there's a lot of different mindset shifts that need to happen when when you do that and when you're leading, you look back and you see the majority of people are following you. When you're just managing employees, it always seems like you're just pushing them in a certain direction you're just trying to get them to go somewhere well today I am joined with co-owner of the lawn care leaders coaching and community the People's CFO Zachary Dean Miller how you doing bud I'm doing great BD Um,
1: over here in Indiana we're just shaking off some three inches of snow here in mid to late April coming out of our hibernation ready to get back to uh, actual
0: spring Dude, so but it did. It I, did hit you guys next. It hit us, and then it, it went right did. to you, huh?
1: Yeah, I woke up the other day, looked out, you know, putting on my lawn care leader's hat, and I see three inches of snow, and I was like, "What is going on today?" <laughs> it's hard. It's a lot harder, I'm sure, for these uh, you owners out there to get in the the sales mode when there's three inches of snow on the ground. Ridiculous. Ridiculous.
0: <laughs> Ridiculous yeah, I, man. that morning when it was just <laughs> spouting snow, I called one of. Uh, our green again, subcontractors. And, uh, I was just messing with them. I was like, man, are you like, have you stopped all mulch production, all, all mowing and you just put <laughs> your snow plows back on? Oh man. Hey, that's how oh. you, you guys take this how you want. Maybe you say, Hey, it's cause Brit's lazy, but that's how you know that I truly care about you guys. I've got a mowing and landscaping company that mows our yard. I could mow my own lawn. But I'm I'm mm. supporting a local contractor, Zach. What do we think about that? That's when you know my deep love. I just can't get away from it. Like I, I, I gotta have one more conversation with a with a, a mowing company. One more conversation with a landscaping company.
1: Zach, yeah, the I mean, let's uh, Lawn care and landscape owners are often awesome. some of the best guys to talk
0: to out there. Oh yeah.
1: Everybody seems to have you know the right heart, the right mindset. A bunch of hardworking guys. Yeah, I, I get it, man. And you're supporting local, so it's a win-win.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Zach, before we jump into this growth segment, I want to give a shout-out to our new listeners and also give them a little heads-up on what this is. So this is a growth segment, guys. On On Mondays, we've been drop, dropping what we call growth nuggets. It's a it's a bite-sized topic it's usually under 15 minutes. This is a little lengthier. Zach and I will unpack something anywhere from 20 minutes to 40 minutes, and we, we just like to pitch it back and forth. And so today we're going to be talking about hiring and growing your team, of course, because that's the theme, but we're going to dive deep, and we're going to stay down long on incentives. So just picture Zach shimmying up to the edge of the cliff, He's got his American flag speedo on and he's getting ready to dive off the edge into incentives and hopefully he keeps (laughs) his britches on.
1: (laughs) That is not where I saw that analogy going. Not at all, but hey, I'll take it,
0: Brent. Oh man, (laughs) nothing better than picturing the people's CFO talking about incentives in a speedo. You can only find that here. So if you're a new listener, you can't go to any other podcast and hear about the nuances of lawn care, leadership, with a little touch of humor with Zach and a speedo. I mean, I'm, I'm giggling over here, Zach.
1: You are, bro. I thought you were <laughs> going to say like walking to the edge, holding my calculator and laptop, <laughs> a little more uh, businessy, but I'll take it, man. I'm diving in deep into the troubled waters of compensation on the financial side. Yep, yep, so, yep. You want me to jump in? You want me to go on my side first?
0: Yeah, well, but before we do that, Zach, I do want to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up, so I, I've been trying to do better about giving guys shout outs that leave reviews. So if you guys would um, sorry, I don't want to derail where you were going, Zach, but I, no. I want you guys to please go leave us a rating and a review. Those help us. It helps us reach more business owners, and that's our mission, you know, right Right now, we have goals just like you guys, and right now, our immediate goal is to impact 85 small businesses within the Lawn Care Leaders brand. We wanna bring them onto our coaching and community platform. And so one way that you guys can help us do that, we're giving out all this free advice. So if you've been listening to us for any amount of time and we've helped you at all, or we've made you laugh, or you've shared something with somebody that changed their life, would you please just take a couple seconds, leave us a review. And to those of you who have, for real. It's a it's a big deal. It's spring rush. You taking time out of your busy schedule to take like 30 seconds, go and leave a rating and actually give feedback. I really, really appreciate it. So I'm gonna give a couple shout outs here. We got Miguel on the go, five stars. He says, Love how easy easily it is to relate to everyone on this podcast. Thanks, Miguel. And I, I mean, that could be a backhanded compliment. Him may be like, Brit's so, he's so bad. It's so easy to relate with this bum.
1: (laughs) He's just any other bum on the street. No, it's a good thing. You can connect with the people. You're a people's man. You're a people's CEO, Britt. That's what you are. Oh man, Zach. The people CEO. That's what I'm gonna start dubbing. The
0: people CEO you can't do that. You gotta come up with something else. Now you're now I just know you're getting scared up there in your speedo. Your legs are quaking. You're starting to say stuff that doesn't even make sense. All right. I need somebody
1: up here with
0: me. All right, Zach. I'm gonna read this next review, tell them thanks, and then I want you to share a little bit about what we have going on in the coaching community, and then we'll jump into it. Is that cool? So That's great. Luke Don It's Luke Donley, Luke Donley, or Luke Donnelly. We're going to give a shout-out to all three of you guys just to make sure we get it right. Practical helps for the green industry. Five stars. Britt with one T always hits a home run with his content. Just finished the Don't Negotiate with Yourself episode, and it was perfect timing for me in the spring rush. Five stars for sure. Thanks, Britt and team. Luke with Liberty Lawns. Appreciate you, Luke. Guys, go leave a review. And uh, we'll continue to bring you this free content and make sure you guys are hitting your goals. So, Zach, I want you to tell them a little more about why we're so juiced up about this coaching and c- community platform and uh, what we've got going on over here with the Lawn Care Leader brand.
1: Sure. Well, like you are telling them, Brett, guys, our, uh, our vision is to impact. You know, our first goal is to impact 85 owners out there anywhere in the country, to get them into our community, our platform. And what we really mean by that is we have these different tiers set up where you get logged in, you get access to all of our courses. Me and Brent went through and made a bunch of these um, really specific lawn care courses that we think we address a lot of pain points we've been hearing. Um, And then you also get to be a part of our community. And we actually just had our first community leadership huddle uh, a week or two ago, where we had owners from all over, log in, hop on, everybody who's in our community had access to it. And we kind of just went over, you know, what we were about, what we were trying to do, helping lawn care owners like you, you know, run a better business and grow your company. And then it, it actually was really cool. We kind of broke out after that into addressing just some of the common pain points that owners are facing right now in their own little world. So one guy, you know, one guy call it from Missouri, you know, brought up a topic and then another guy from Iowa was addressing it. And these owners were just swapping such good information. It was really cool to see. And I think our goal with, with this whole lawn care leaders is to have a lot more of that, where all of us owners, you know, you guys are swapping resources, you're asking questions, you're trying to better yourself. Um. And in the last few weeks, another piece that we've also started with our lawn care leaders is the coaching and consulting calls, um, which have been a lot of fun for me. I think they have been for you too, Britt. But we've been getting on monthly calls with our with our owners, diving deep into their specific issues and trying to offer solutions, share them resources, and help them, you know, push through those pain points.
0: Mm, mm, mm so much going on guys so much going on it's it's been really fun hasn't it zach it's been a lot of fun
1: it has it's just been fun meeting so many great owners and and, you know just diving into their problems and trying to find you know solutions for them to help them grow because all the guys so far i've worked with they have such a good heart such a good mindset they're trying to impact their communities impact their employees or families and we're trying to come alongside them and help them get there quicker you know whether that's just offering coaching, call advice, connecting it with someone, or even our tier three package where we go deep and we do really detailed bookkeeping and projections. I mean, we we try to offer a service for whatever stage of business you're at to help you address your pain points. Is yep. really what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and and guys, it's it's a place like that we're building so that you don't have to feel alone. Like I wish that this would have been available. When I was just starting my mowing company, I wish this would have been available when I was just starting my fertilizing and weed control company. Because there's so many leadership tips, sales tips, and then and then just the community itself. Being able to to come up to myself or to Zach or to anyone in the community and and talk about things it it makes a difference. It it really really does. And so you guys have heard our mission. We exist so the lawn care leader can stop working a job, start owning a business, and enjoy having a life. And so everything we're doing is to make that happen for you. It's, it's to make that dream of truly enjoying your life and, and owning a business and not letting your business own you. Not just running a business, but owning a business. That's why we're doing it. So I do also want to reference here, as we're plugging Lawn Care Leaders and all that we have going on, we have a free PDF. So if you listen to this and you're like, "Man, I do. I need to. I need to just lean into hiring a better team or or leading my team properly," we have a free PDF resource available. If you go to LawnCareLeaders.com forward slash hiring, that's LawnCareLeaders.com forward slash hiring, and you can get the entire PDF outline for free. And it's a so we have an audio course called Hiring and Growing Your Team. We have that on the on the platform that we're telling you guys about as a lesson. It's huge, and we're giving you that outline in free PDF. So hopefully you guys take advantage of that. I mean it's a free resource. If you if you're seriously saying hey I I have an issue with it, well this is one way you can lean into it. I, I've referenced this before, but. Ninety-nine percent of people's problems come from people, and ninety-nine percent of the complaints are from their team or lack thereof. Yet we spend only one percent of our time on it. So make sure that you you go look at this resource, engage with us, ask us questions, because we are we're here to help. We're here to help. So Zach, thanks for uh, thanks for taking a moment and sharing that with us, man.
1: Yeah, thank you, Britt. That's really good way to connect it. I like what you say about. Coming alongside owners and you don't feel alone, and you kind of wish you would have had this sooner. Like you personally, I, that's really cool to hear. So hopefully we can help guys, you know, leapfrog an extra year or two of growth and squeeze it into a shorter amount of time.
0: Yep, yep, no doubt. Yeah, and we're and we're doing it, and we're we're seeing it already happen for for our existing coaching and community clients. All right, um, the other thing is we are dropping our lawn program. We have that as a lesson on this platform as well. So just to plug that, we'll be wrapping that up next week and we'll be launching that very, very soon. And this is telling you guys how to start a lawn fertilizing and weed control program from scratch. I give you exactly what we do at Green Again. I show you how to spray, how to do granular. And it's some good stuff. It's some good stuff. And it's we're, we're giving you the fundamentals and we will be adding lessons to it Probably about every three or four months or so, because it's my world. It's what I love to do, and so just wanted to plug that. And then also let you guys know next week's theme. We're going to be talking about pricing your services. So sorry, we're we're doing a little housekeeping here, guys, but it's necessary because Zach and I truly want to help you, and uh, we want to make sure you're in the know and that you guys can can leverage things that weren't available to to us as we started our businesses. So, all right, Zach, let's dive in. Go ahead, man. Jump off the diving board into incentives. Zach's pulling from the financial perspective on incentives, incentives and I'm pulling from the other side. I'm pulling from more of the relational side or what to do when you can't pay more. So take it away, Zach.
1: All right. Thanks, BD. I'm diving off.
0: Um, all right,
1: guys. So, on the financial side of how do you compensate your employees i i like to look at this in three different pillars of the financial side one you have their base pay okay that's obviously going to be their hourly rate or if they're on salary whatever you're paying them monthly weekly biweekly so that's one pillar the other pillar of the financial compensation is bonuses commissions you know when you're setting goals they hit it, they get some type of reward for that. That's the other pillar. And then the last pillar of your financial compensation is what I like to just call company benefits or fringe benefits. These are, you know, being able to drive the truck, this is paying for their cell phone, paying for their iPad, you know, some of these other areas where you can add some value to them, you pay a little bit, um, but it doesn't hurt you too much. So, I want to start obviously with the base pay. And I think this is one that owners think about the most. They spend most of their time on is what's the hourly starting rate I'm going to put them at? Um, Should I, when should I switch them to salary? Should I switch them to salary? How much should I pay them? Those questions for the base pay are very important and they're not easy ones. You know, you can't just throw down a number and go with it. You really should take some time to figure out one, what your market pays. I know I've talked to a lot of owners right now that are struggling to just pull anybody into their production because everybody around town's paying 15 bucks an hour. Um, and so what I, what I'd say is first make sure you're within a market rate where you can pull people. Um, if you look at it and go, my business can only afford 10 bucks an hour to start a guy off. I'm going to tell you, you really need to grow your business before you can even probably hire somebody because if it's not at a market rate, you'll never get them. So that's the first piece, find your market rate and make sure you're at least somewhere on the low end of that so you can get people in the door. Two, once you're there, you really need to project out your revenue for the year, kind of figure out how much you can budget for labor and see where you can start that employee out. Um, Maybe that's $15 an hour. Maybe your business can afford to start people at $17 an hour. Maybe you can afford to put them at a starting salary of $35,000, know, something like that. I can't give specifics because all markets are different, the starting rates are different, and all businesses have different margins. So if you're a really profitable business, just scaling quickly, obviously you're going to be able to afford to do a little bit more on the base rate. So that's really all I want to dive into on the, on the base stuff, Britt. You can weigh in on that if you can. I think that one's a little bit more self-explanatory. I think the other pillars or levers that are a little bit more, um, you know, kind of cloudy for owners are on the bonus side and the fringe benefit side.
0: No, that's really good, Zach. Thank you, man. And I, I, think, I think one of the, the things that stuck out to me that I would like to sit with for a little longer is, you know, that guy that says, oh, I can't, I can't pay more than 10 bucks an hour. I think there's guys out there that say that a lot. I also think that there's guys out there that are saying, you know, I'm so, I'm so busy that I can't afford to go out and sell more. Like I don't, I don't have the time to go out and sell more, but I'm Mm. also not making enough money to where I can hire that first guy. And so that I'm, I'm just thinking through that, you know, what would, what would be your suggestion in that scenario where a guy's like, Hey, I'm so busy but I just feel like I, I can't afford it. What would you say to him?
1: Sure, that's a great question, and it's, there's no perfect answer for that, but what I like to do is I like to, okay, dive in with you know the owner and figure out what are your long-term goals? I mean, if you really do want to get out of production and you want to run a business as employees, there's never going to be a, you can weigh it on this too, Brent, I know you've been there. There's never going to be a perfect time where you feel like, oh, Okay, I have all the mental time in the world and space. I'm going to have time to reach out and find people that just that time's never going to come if you're really growing a business. You're always going to feel like you're busy in the weeds in production. You have to find a way in your routine, in your schedule to carve out, call it two to four hours a week, you know, whatever it is, where you are doing nothing but searching for new employees, posting jobs, trying to figure out how much you can start them at you have to allocate time for that stuff or your business will never grow. It's it's just like sales. It's just like scaling. It's anything else. As an owner, you have to be able to switch your hat at some point during the week and figure out how you can bring on new employees. Because as an owner, you can only generate so much revenue. I mean, as one man, there's just only so much you can do unless you have like a thousand robots, which we don't have that in lawn care yet. So the only way, if you really tell us you want to reach your goals of 500,000, a million, two million, the only way you'll get there is increasing sales and bringing on the people to service those sales. Does that help a little bit, Britt? Yeah. It's a no, little bit th- of tough love. It's, it's one of those where you just got to carve out some time if that is your goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with it, man. Um, you've got to get to your schedule first. We, we've talked a little bit about time management. But right now, in the, like, especially in spring rush, if you don't get to your schedule first, somebody else is going to for you. And that's, what, that's what's happening. And I also think, Zach, that it's, it's somewhat of a cop out. It's just, it's a lot easier for the solo, solo operator to mm-hmm. feel accomplished when he marks off 20 properties on a day and then he goes home. You know, he, he hangs his hat up, mm-hmm. he, he takes his boots off, he's worked hard he's provided for his family and so he feels good like he's got he's got a lot done but he didn't put first he didn't put first things first deep down inside he knows like hey i'm i'm at capacity and so what do you what do you do you just work harder well guess what as the owner of the company sometimes working harder looks a little different than just hopping back on the mower sometimes working mm-hmm. harder is doing that thing that at the end of the night you're going like you're just like ah oh, I don't want to do that like I don't want to go out and recruit I don't I don't want to go out and try to find these guys it's hard it's hard so you need to be you need to have that conversation with yourself like do I want to be doing this and if so at what level because if I'm saying that I want to grow and pay my family more the only smart way to do that is to bring people on board within your company and that's tough mm-hmm. That's tough. Once you start getting Good. people involved, that's tough. That's why we're giving you guys this free resource because it's like, oh my gosh, like we don't want you to get the interview process wrong. A guy mm-hmm. in our community uh, talked this morning. We were asking like, hey, what what have you done right and what have you done wrong with hiring? I don't know if you saw this. Um, uh, his his name's Doug, I think, and he was saying, hey, mm-hmm. like one thing that I did wrong is I, I did an interview with a guy and then he got COVID. And, and so I did another phone interview and I just hired him over the phone because I was worried with his skills that he was he was gonna leave and go somewhere else. Well, it ended up that his skills didn't matter. Like there were some low bar items that he didn't address that could have been addressed if he would have done the phone interview properly, he would have done a ride along, he would have went through these steps and, and now he's experienced the, experiencing the pain of that. So that's, that's why we're talking about all this guys. It's, it matters so much. That's why we're giving out free tools and, and resources. Um, got a little off topic there, Zach. The other thing that I was
1: good. You asked, you asked a really good question of, you know, I'm out here preaching, figure out a base rate that works with your business and the economy. And, you know, you asked me, what if a guy doesn't have time to figure that out? You yeah. know, and so we dove into that. So, yeah. no, that's really good insight that I know a lot of guys will relate to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to move on to the, the next lever of financial compensation, guys. Like I said, think of it as three levers as an owner. You can pull to get the most out of your guys and to get the best retention. That's really what we're trying to do. <laughs> get the most production and the best retention. Your three level levers are your base pay, your bonus and your fringe benefits. So on the bonus lever, this is my favorite one um, as like a CFO lens. This is the one where I feel you can get a lot of bang for your buck without hurting your business. But at the same time, I feel like it's probably the one that owners shy away from the most. And here's why. I get why they're shying away. In order to set a pretty good bonus plan and be accountable to it, you have to know your numbers. You have to know your numbers right now and you have to know a goal and you have to track until you get there in order to give your guys a bonus that's accountable. You know, if you just go out and say, Oh, I'm going to give you guys a $500 bonus. If we do good this year, you know, that doesn't work. And that's why owners stay away from it. You know, I applaud you guys. A lot of you guys I talked to, just don't really dive into the bonus commission stuff because you don't want to be unfair. And so the, the only way to do a really good bonus and guys bonuses are so good for your business. And here's why it's, it's an expense that it's not recurring. You know, you can reward your guys in the good years and say you have a year where the economy tanks or you have a poor spring or something, you don't have that fixed cost. You have to still pay out in those down years. You know, if you're not hitting the goals you've set, there's no cash out to your guys, but in the good years, you know, they're properly rewarded, just like you are as an owner. So that's why I like bonuses so much is because they, the lever can be pulled up in the good years to keep guys on and keep them excited. And then in the downtimes you can pull it down and not hurt your business. Whereas a base pay, a salary an hourly, you know, it's a little bit harder to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm going to give you guys just a few general ideas for bonuses that we like to look at Brent with, you know, green again with our clients. And this is where we get on coaching calls with these guys. Or my favorite part is when we're actually doing the bookkeeping, we help them set very concrete numbers goals where we track it from the start to the finish, and then we reward the employees. But a few ideas you guys can use for bonuses. Um, one are account goals. You know, So if you're a mowing account goal type guy, if you have a fur business and you want to set a number of accounts goal for the year, um, landscapes, it would be, you know, number of jobs, one, whatever it is. We like to do like a new account sales goal where we say, right, here's where we're at, guys. Our goal is to add 200 more. We track it all spring. And as soon as we hit that goal, boom, we have a pot of money set aside and the employees get a bonus. That one seems to be pretty easy to follow if you're tracking your numbers. And I think employees, they get that, right? They're out passing out brochures they're talking to customers, they know for every new guy they land, they're one step closer to that bonus being paid out. It's pretty easy to follow. Um, The other one that is a little bit, you know, easier than getting too much into the weeds of, you know, percentages and commissions is just a top line revenue goal. Now this, you do have to be a little vulnerable as an owner and you open up your books a little bit. And that's a whole nother topic of it allows your employees to buy in, but you open up your books and say, guys, we invoiced five hundred thousand last year. This year, our goal is to invoice seven hundred and fifty thousand. And if you want to be one of those really detailed owners, you could even divide that out and figure out what guys need to be invoicing per week or per month to get to that revenue goal. But either way, you tell them if we grow to seven hundred and fifty k revenue this year, boom, I'm setting aside five thousand dollars and a bonus pool, and it's going to be paid out to you four employees. That's another pretty easy one. Um, I think all of you guys have some type of ERP system, whether it be yardbook, service autopilot, jobber, that tracks invoicing. So you could just run a monthly invoicing report, you can track where you're at on your goals and communicate to your guys, you know, here's where we're tracking. I know that's one where guys it's very tangible, they keep an eye on it, and you're you're pulling that lever to get the most production out of them as possible when they're on the job.
0: So really good man two, this is great yeah this is great three, stuff and two main ones. yeah at, at our company green again we we utilize all of these uh we utilize base salary so you get the stability of that the guys have the security in that and then we utilize commissions and then with the help of Zach we have also we have also done uh bonus plan this will be the second year that we did the bonus plan I'm I'm in still like the the beta testing phase of the bonus plan um we like it but one thing that we've been seeing is it's harder for some of our new guys to attach themselves to that goal. And some of our young guys, you know, they, they can't see past Friday. So it's hard for them to be motivated by something that they're gonna get in January. So that, that's one thing that I'm looking at right now, but last year it was really, really nice and it was a big morale boost and great for team culture when we did hand out bonus checks. So it's there, the incentive is there, it's just on us as owners to figure out like how do we how do we properly mm-hmm. and not even properly how do we consistently communicate hey this is the bonus this is where we're at this is why it matters um, and Zach Zach does a great job of this guys and in, in helping helping my company green again just giving of, us enough data to make it worthwhile to these guys it's it's really nice it's really re- rewarding for me as the owner to be able to cut those checks as well
1: That's cool, Brent. I love hearing actual insight into how your employees are taking it. You know how you're feeling about it, and I'm glad you brought it up because I don't want guys to listen to this and go, "Zach, you're way oversimplifying your bonus plan." You know, it's (laughs) not that easy. And and I would say you're right. You know, I only have so long to go in depth on a podcast. Well,
0: can I can I say one thing here to stick up for you, Zach? So (laughs) yeah, sure. One of my mentors had a a nutso exit from his company when he sold it. I mean, I'm talking past the 20s of millions. I mean, it, it, it's large. So I he said, whatever you do incentive-wise, especially with bonuses, make sure it's very, very simple. Because whatever you have in your mind, the the employee at the end of the day is not really going to care. They just want to know, how do I get it? How do I make more of it? That's it. And so the more simple you can make that process for them, the easier it's going to be to attach that incentive to whatever their personal goal is.
1: Yep, You're right. You're right. Um, You don't want to overcomplicate it because it does get hard to follow. I'm just thinking of, you know, I know owners have to, you also have to weigh out all these other factors as an owner, not with your employees, but internally is making sure it's equitable. You know, you're paying guys who've been there longer or do better more than guys that are just starting, like you said, Britt. And those are all the little pieces, you know, you as an owner, you have to figure out on your own. But the first step is saying, hey, I do want to use the bonus lever. I need to track some of my numbers so I can use it. Now let's move on to the next issue I need to solve in order to get this thing rolling. So So, good.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I,
1: I think that Yeah, that kind of wraps up what I wanted to say on on the bonus lever because I want to move on to the last one. And I don't want to spend too much time here, Brett, because I know you have a lot of good things to say too on the intangibles of compensation. But the last lever is um, kind of those fringe benefits. I think it's a piece where just know your guys, but understand that some of your guys just paying for them, their cell phone every month or something small like that, it probably ends up paying more dividends than the money going out. You know, you're showing them you're investing in them. They're a part of a business, of a, a, a team. You're willing to invest outside of just paying them, you know, an average salary or an average hourly rate. You're willing to go above and beyond. It's usually something tangible. They can see and hold, you know, some of these fringe benefits. Um, and they're usually not that expensive. And also, you know, they are items that are going to be more fixed in nature. And so that's why I... I always shift more towards probably do like a, some type of bonus or commission plan first because it's a lever you can pull up and down. But if you have a nice established business, you want to invest in your guys, definitely don't overlook the value that that can add because a lot of those guys, it's going to mean a lot to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man, Zach, this is good, man. For real. I'm, I'm really enjoying listening to this um, and hearing it through this financial lens. And I like how you categorized it with the three levers. The one thing that I would say with this, guys, is it's not – what Zach's talking about is not an or situation. It's not this or that or this mm-hmm. or that. It is both and. It is how do I move my guys from hourly to base pay or hourly to more hourly plus commission plus a bonus. It's it's both and. You are, you are using these levers to motivate your team. And really what you're trying to create, guys, is a win-win situation. You want – to create an environment where when you experience a win so does your team conversely when you experience a loss you want your team to feel the weight of what you feel in the marketplace that's what Zach's talking about it's like these levers are meant to be pulled to motivate both of you and so that's why we're putting such an emphasis on these incentives
1: good Brett you're right I like what you said about it's not or it can be A mixture of all three it can be one of all three you know it's just to start getting owners to think in that lens of these levers and tailor it to how your business operates what you need to motivate your guys you know everybody's different but these are some of the things you can definitely use as tools to help you get the most out of these guys
0: yep yep without a doubt well i want to wrap up here zach with just the like the non-monetary incentive and we're gonna keep this one very brief and I wanna get some of your thoughts too, but one thing that you guys undervalue is as a business owner, the relationship. Like when you don't have any more money to offer or any more commission, you can't do a bonus, what do you do? You offer your loyalty, you offer your friendship, you offer truly caring about this person. And what's so great is, when you, when you truly realize this, you begin to see what actually incentivizes somebody. You realize, holy crap, like this guy is motivated by money but it's only so that he can buy more fishing equipment. Like holy crap, this guy wants more time off but it's because he's got a side hustle. Well, how do I now incentivize this guy or truly care for him so that I can prop up his side hustle? Because if he's doing that and he's happy, chances are he's going to be happy with me. And if he's happy with me, his boss, chances are he's going to be motivated to stick around. That's, that's where I think guys need to lean in a little more. And again, this is not a, should I compensate or should I lean towards more? Just being this dude's friend. No, it's, it's, it's a both. And it's like, (laughs) I want this guy to win big with money and I want to have the relationship. I, I, Mm. I, that's what you want to lean into. And there's, there's, I didn't realize this. I just thought when I started business, I was going to pay somebody. I was going to pay them for performance. I would give them uncapped commissions, and they would be happy as could be. Couldn't be further from the truth. The problem is it's not just money that motivates people. And when you're working extremely hard in the spring rush, you you can wave $2,000 cold hard cash in front of Buddy, and sometimes it's still not enough for him to put a smile on his face and act like he likes the job and yeah, pay me more money, bet. I'll take it to the bank, but I'm not freaking acting like I want to be here. Well, that's, that's not good for anybody. And so I would just mm-hmm. say, lean into the relationship, realize that when you have nothing else to offer, you have your friendship and you have resources and that can go a long, long way when you couple that with those three levers that Zach was just talking about.
1: All right. So good, Brent. I actually want you to lean into something else. One more little piece here. Um, This is something I've actually seen you do at Green Again, but I've also, back when I was like in manufacturing, um, I kind of followed one of the most successful manufacturing companies in Indiana. It's called Lippert Components. They're like a billion dollar industry. I kind of know the owner. He just kind of started it, worked his way up. Um, He offered like some type of leadership huddles or leadership training, leadership resources for his team. It didn't cost him anything, but he would get them in there, you know, call it early before work or after work. He had some type of formal program, you know, just light, lightly formal, where guys within his business, they could be a part of this leadership training. And Brett, I know you've done something kind of like this with your guys, and I'd like you to weigh in on it because I think it's awesome. I I think it is an intangible that doesn't cost money. It shows your guys you're investing in them. Um, it allows them to better themselves as an employee and as a person. And it helps your company. In my opinion, it's a it's a win-win-win. I understand it's Not all employees will buy into that. This is more going to be your A and B type team player. But talk about a little bit about, because I know you guys have done some morning leadership stuff with some of your guys, how you approach that and, kind of the results you've seen from
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you brought this up. This is, this is my favorite part about the job and it's really all that I'm doing right now is, is developing leaders at green again. But one, one of the things that, so we talked Wednesday about Tiago did a, a book study they did a leadership book together. And then after they completed it with Tiago and one other person, they did, you know, a group huddle and, and talked about it. So that was good. And One thing we've realized is just like anytime you see growth in somebody's career, it's always linked to them personally growing. It's never because they got a promotion or they got paid more or the job just got better or easier. It's because they personally grew. And so we've just taken it upon ourselves to do that as much as possible. And honestly, once or twice a week, myself, Tiago, or Sean, we're doing some sort of leadership talk, some sort of motivational talk. And always trying to, to get these guys to grow personally. We're, we're helping them with their, their finances and budgeting and everything outside of work, we're wanting them to get better on. And even if they leave our company, we understand that can happen, but they leave better people than when they came in. And and that's our goal. One one thing that we also do is we highlight, well, who is our top 20%? Because every company has the bottom 80, and then you have the top 20. And those top 20 are where you want to spend eighty percent of your time as the owner, you want to you want mm-hmm. to make sure you don't go to a bottom feeder, try to raise him up to it, and convince him you should be a killer one day, bud. I, I thought I could do that. I spent three years trying to vent, convince bottom feeders that they were sharks, and then I looked up and I was like, man, did I just waste three years of my life? No, i I learned how I learned how to deal with those people. I learned that that's not important. And so I also learned, well, then how do I highlight who the top 20 is? And one of the ways mm. we do is we have a, we're, we're doing an, uh, we're going to start it back up again. Spring rush has been crazy, but next month we're doing an every other Wednesday personal growth huddle. And it's really early in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. And we do a workout, a leadership talk, and we do devo- uh, devotions. And it's not mandatory. And so guess what? The people that show up to that are always the top 20%. And so now you've highlighted, hey, who do I want to pour into? Um, So that's one benefit for you as the owner. And then obviously Mm -hmm. these guys are are personally growing as well, which which helps you, which helps you, the business owner.
1: Cool. Yes, thanks, Brett. That's exactly what I wanted you to weigh into. I I just have seen that. Like I said, not only with your company, but other successful manufacturing and consulting companies that have done a good job with the intangible compensation. And all that is is just investing back in their people. So yeah, uh, that's really cool, and And I know it's been successful for you guys.
0: And that's a great word to use is is investing. Like your your team is one of the biggest expenses on your line item. When you look at Zach's spreadsheet for you. You know, payroll is gonna be between twenty-five and thirty-five percent. Hopefully closer to twenty-five. But it's huge. Yeah. It's a lot. And so why not why not get the most that you can out of this resource? Why not pour into and reinvest back into this back into this resource? Um, hey, mm. we've been chatting a minute here, guys. So I want to uh I want to let Zach go. I know he's got a busy schedule. I know that's gonna help you guys go out and better, better incentivize the team that you do have. And, and also realize, Hey, I need to, I need to lean into maybe knowing my numbers so that I, I can pay them more so that I can offer a bonus and, and build those relationships guys. So Zachary Dean, appreciate you joining with us, man. I know you, you carried the ball all the way down the field on this podcast, but I know, I know our guys are better for this.
1: Hey, thanks Brett. I I mean, to keep with your analogy, I guess I, I swam a full lap in my American flag speedo
0: today. So
1: it feels good. I can get out of the water. I can put my trousers back on and get behind the desk.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're feeling good. You did. You you Uh, swam all the way down, all the way back. Oh, and I was just Uh, watching you, man. I was just watching you tanning over there. I'm sorry. Uh, I was learning. I was taking notes. I was taking notes in my speedo, bro.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love it. It's always a lot of
0: fun. All right, bro. Hey, I know this has went longer than normal. Your next phone call, you can blame it on me 100%. (laughs) All good. All good. All right. We'll see you, bro. Take care. Bye. Hey, guys. That is a wrap on yet another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. Thanks again for letting us hang out with you, and we appreciate you hanging out with us. Please subscribe. Leave us a rating and review. And if you found this at all helpful please help us by sharing the podcast and, uh, we wish that you would continue this conversation. If you want to chat it up about some topic that happened or maybe you have further questions, you can find us over on Instagram, Facebook. Um, We're going to be posting YouTube and uh, LinkedIn content as well. So you can find us on almost any platform. And if you'd like to further uh, grow your business or find out more information about Intentional Growth Advisors or one of our other show sponsors, feel free to click the link in the show notes and you can see those there. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining us and we will be back with you again shortly.